Hey, welcome Tuesday morning. It's Trash Talk and Brandon and I are here again as we always are every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. for an episode of Trash Talk. Yeah, and, yeah, we're here. I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is among, among the living. Yeah. Brandon is among the living dead. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel that way. <clears throat> But well, we you know in in our in between our weeks and everything, we often talk about either things that are uh, in the headlines, uh, breaking news, uh, you know, or we do throwbacks. And uh, we've got some great shows planned coming up uh, uh, this month, uh, and all we're going to talk about all kinds of things. But of course, one of the things that's been on the front burner for the past uh, couple of weeks now is the AFTRA and uh, SAG strike, and uh, you know that. As we were talking about earlier, it's on the heels of the writers' strike. You know, writers have been on strike. Now the the Screen Actors Guild and the radio and television artists. So, you know, and and Brandon has actually has a a, a, a smarter pulse of this than I do. Uh, and you predict that this is going to go on for a while. Yeah, I don't I don't foresee it. I mean, if you look at the writer's strike, the writer's strike has been going on since May. So we're now approaching August. Right. Um, the writer's strike has been going on since May. The actor strike just started. Right. But quite frankly, was supposed to start in June. Uh, June 25th was the alleged date. Uh, 25th or 24th was the alleged date that the strike was going to happen. That got pushed, obviously. Uh, but now it's here. And I just don't think that we are going to see movement on the dial on any side. I think we're going to be looking into the new year before we see anything. And I mean, if you look at the way that these studios are coming after them, first off, there's there's a lot, there's really a lot of pressure and a lot of hatred and venom coming from them. I mean, you've got studio execs coming out there saying we're going to bleed them dry until they can't pay their bills then they'll come back to us. I mean, that's that's a first off for any company to say that that's just horrible way to 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 position yourself. The other thing is, look at what they wanted to do with the AI. And I think a lot of people sit here and they look at the the actors and go, "Oh, great, the actors want more money." Let's forget the actors, okay? Forget your your Clooney's and and your Tom Cruises and all that. Okay, we know they have a lot of money, whatever. This really is about more than that because you have these companies, the studios, who ultimately is the one. They Those studio right. execs aren't losing money, okay? Yeah, yeah. They're not. They are coming after their owning you, and they want, they presented the AI bill, which basically was going to say, if I'm in a movie, they're going to scan my face, scan my body, scan everything, my voice, I do the movie. If I ever decide to either not be in that the sequel, I'm not in the movies anymore, they own that image and will continue to use it whenever they want, and I get paid zero. This is the problems that we talked about in one of our other shows. Well, so, you know, and 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 also the 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 absolute surge of animated movies. Uh, be it the you know the the Marvel movies or just the animated features that are coming out from Pixar and and uh, and uh, several of the other studios, what you just said about AI is once they capture the voice or so of an actor, 
they can now create this animated movie and use that actor's, you know, uh, artificial uh, voice to create it. And the, 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 the actor comes back and says, Hey, wait a minute. You used my voice. No, no, no. We just used an impersonator, uh, uh, impersonated voice or whatever. And, and, and so the actor is going to get, get, get screwed basically. And that's just it. So we can sit here and talk about the guys that made it, like the Tom Cruises and the Brad Pitts. But what about those guys coming up in the world? And those girls that are, and those women that are involved that are coming up in the world, and not just that. Not, you know, like, do you, should the studio even own your likeness for every single movie? The residual pay? I mean, they, they, the residuals are nothing. And the studios and the streaming services like Netflix that are sitting here, there's an example. So Netflix had the rights to to stream The Office for a long time, very long time, up until Peacock came and they took it back. Right. That was like one of the number one shows on Netflix for years, as far as streaming goes, long after it went off the air. Nobody saw residuals. You can watch it one time, billion times. None of those actors got any money but Netflix sure made billions by streaming that and using their images and using that show to launch their platform even further. Now, there's got to be something there. I mean, it goes it goes right back with music. It goes back with what the writers are trying to do. How are you going to profit off me while I'm over here not making money anymore? That's the, there. There is... It's an old antiquated system, the way that they're paying these people, and things have to change like technology does. Yeah, and, and the I think that the studios side of it is, uh, you said earlier, well, we'll just wait until they run out of money, and then they'll be forced to forced to come back. Horrible. What the studios will do is they'll go out and buy, find scabs. They'll find people yeah. that'll cross the lines that will come in and that will help do those productions to keep to keep the studios' income going. The biggest thing, though, with the scabs, and it's a little bit different than, say, like a a car plant or electric plant, is if you cross that picket line as a scab, you can forget about ever joining those unions. Exactly. And and, and, in Hollywood, those unions, you better be on that because if you're not in that union, you're not anything. So you might go make that money for a minute, but once the strike's over, you've burned so many bridges. I don't think you're going to see a lot of scabs crossing that picket line. Um, the biggest one for me is the writers. The writers have been getting screwed for years. And I got to tell you, these movies are nothing. These films are nothing. These late night television shows are nothing without those writers. You're, you're, you're right. And I mean, they, they think that they can just get by on reruns or they can get by on old jokes. But if they re- even use old jokes, and all the writers, the original writers, are not getting any residuals for for those reruns and and those uh, uh, you know original jokes that, that were written. Well, you also have the first time. I mean, here's the first time in like 63 years that they've both been on strikes together, and you've got shows. I mean, look, they're they're just not going to come on. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel's not going to do a show without his writers, and now he he can't because they're on strike and the actors are on strike. So. It's really, though, puts one thing that I I don't know how many people, if they're really thinking about it, it really puts the movie theaters back in another bind because COVID destroyed 
let's just say 80%, 70% of the business, it changed the game for those movie theaters. Movie theaters are, they either didn't make it or they're still recovering from what COVID did and what the, the Hollywood scene is like. Now you're on strike. All those movies are delayed. All those productions have come to a screeching halt. We are approaching the end of summer. The last two big summer blockbusters, which have been all been struggling, are out right now with Barbie and, and Oppenheimer. Um, after that, there's nothing and you got, coming uh, that's really uh, uh, the new uh, the new Tom Cruise uh, Mission Impossible well, that that came out last week. Yeah. Um, so you've got Dead Reckoning, you've got Barbie Oppenheimer. That's it. The rest of the films that are coming aren't slated to be blockbusters. There, you know, you've got a Marvel movie coming in November, right, and yeah. then a DC film that nobody cares about, and then you've got a couple other sprinkles. That movie theater is going to be shut. I mean, they're going to be shuttered. What are they going to show? Yeah, it, well, what they what they do is as you get closer to the holidays, they start showing the classics, hoping that people will come into the theaters to watch the classics because those are already in the can. Well, and but they've been doing that for years now, yeah. trying to build up that reputation. And I think it's a good idea. Don't get me wrong, but I, I worry about that. You know, and being an entertainment fan and a movie fan and a movie nerd, like well, you're you're I, a movie writer too. You're a you're a, a critic. Uh, I get it, it's funny because I, you know, I got an email. <clears throat> I got an email. I can't say who it's from, but I got an email. And mm -hmm. <laughs> it was from this group that were, I get to go see movies and I get to, you know, I, I don't get to go often. I mean, it's not, there's people that get to go a lot more than I do, but I get the privilege of going to see films either right before they come out or whatever. And it gave me, uh, number one, the rules and regulations because they're, they're not going to be doing that right now. They're not going to be sending anybody to the, to the, to the premiere or to the, movies um i can still produce content about it but if a studio asks me to do a movie review technically i can do it because i'm not a member of one of these unions right but if i want to be one of those union members they suggest that i shouldn't do it i mean i got this email it was crazy because i was supposed to go see a, a movie that opened this week or last weekend and they they pulled the plug on it, um, but it was listing all the, the things that you can do as a content creator. And because I don't work for them, I can do movie reviews. I can talk about that. I can't talk about, but if I was to ever want to be a member of that union or try to be a member of that union, I should not work for a specific studio. It was really, it was really interesting to, to read that because it didn't dawn on me until I was talking to some of the other content creators who actually work for Universal, who have been hired by certain studios to go. They were still going to the premieres. They just can't do anything on the acting side. They can't go. It was very, so I mean, this affects everybody down to the little guy, you know? Yeah. And, and, and as I've often mentioned, <clears throat> when you stop and think of how many people are affected you know, granted the writers and the, and the actors and all, but if you like, like I do at the end of a movie, I have a tendency to sit and watch the credits. Sure. 
and the credits will scroll and you you see the name after name after name and position after position these are all people that are affected when a strike of, almost a strike of any kind in the entertainment industry hits because it's it's the grips it's the gaffers it's the the support uh, crew it's the audio people uh it, oh my god it, it's everybody i mean think about the guy that's getting coffee for everybody Think about the food trucks that show up to the set, sets, you know, like catering and. You're right, and 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 then often you'll see the the if if it was a, a movie that was shot in various parts of the world, you've got a crew that's in England and you got a crew that's in in uh, Asia and maybe Absolutely. there's a crew in Africa, and all these people get affected, especially if that movie is put on hold for release. There's yeah. probably something within those contracts that say you don't get really get paid until the movie is released. Um, and, and that's it. I mean, there's, you know, you have, you have towns that they're filming in these small towns that have now that business yeah. of like from the stores and restaurants and hotels done, shut down. And, and the long-term effects, once they get going, it's not like, okay, everything's good again. Well, now you got to ramp everything back up. And you got to get start that process again. And and when you look at when we talk about Marvel, for example, their big plans as they plan, you know, five, six, seven movies ahead, all those movies are now delayed even more. So now your plan and your momentum going into this film, going into this film, that's that's gone. And you're gonna go a year, maybe, without a film, a Marvel film. Unless you rush production, which is never a good thing. I mean, it's yeah. this this really does suck. And the streaming services too, especially for some of those streaming services that are new and not established. You have Netflix, which quite frankly, I'm getting a little frustrated with Netflix as it is. I'm not saying there's not product on there. I just watched a great movie the other night called uh, They Clone Tyrone. Um, great film. Love it. It was awesome. Um Jamie Foxx, John Boyega, cool film. Uh -huh. Anyway, uh, I'm not saying there's not product on there, but what I'm getting frustrated about them is the greed. Netflix has raised their prices again, okay? Netflix now got rid of their cheapest plan, completely dropped it. So you're forced to bump up to the next plan. And right. for what? Yeah, Prime is, Prime is working on doing that too. It's yeah, and Prime, quite frankly, needs to calm down because there ain't crap on Prime anyway. Yeah, well, you know? what I think what Prime is now doing is what they're doing is they're, they're going to raise the price, but they're also going to throw in this this streaming uh, thing. You know, if you have Prime, <laughs> you you have this like like the packages with Disney and Paramount and and all of that. And I think it's like I know they, their big thing is MGM because they bought you know they own MGM, so the big thing is they're gonna they're gonna show the MGM Plus. But I'm like, I don't even care about. I don't. Don't get me started. But the the race. What is all, what is all this going to do to the the streaming uh, uh, stream watching community? Because well, that's what I was thinking. If they're not going to the movies, it's almost like like during COVID when the when the theaters shut down, everybody became a couch potato and and mm -hmm. following everything on TV. If if this strike keeps on going, isn't that just going to draw more people to say? Ah, we'll just go back to watching our movies on TV. Well, that that might be fine, but they're not coming out with anything new. Well, that, yeah, yeah. So but, you know, there's what that you have, 
Yeah, there's a lot of people that will just say, well, I'll just catch up on all the things I haven't seen yet. But And that's fine, because we do. We have plenty. I did that when I was sick. Right. I mean, I just watched all kinds of crap. Yeah. But at some point, though, you're going to get tired of it. And a lot of things, you're going to come up with the situation of, if if I've had this on my list for the last year, do I really even care anymore to watch it? Yeah. You know? But what, what it's really going to affect are those streaming services that are fresh and new and still trying to catch some legs because you got, look, I think Paramount Plus is like a crappy streaming service. I think it sucks. I think it has like some things on there that I watch and they're okay. But I've, I've just, I, I just go when I look at it and I'm like, this is pointless. Like I can go weeks, months with ever looking at it. How are you going to sit there and survive without any new product? How are you going to survive? on paramount plus mgm plus i mean netflix has at least been around since the dvd days so you know disney plus ain't going anywhere you know they have too much money and options behind it with hulu and espn but some of these other ones i don't know they're gonna suffer and a lot of the a lot of streaming services and everything we're getting a lot of their content directly from the theaters a movie would come come out in the theaters for maybe a two th- or three week run. And all of a sudden it was on Hulu and, and, and Netflix or prime and all you could watch it. And again, some people were saying, well, I'll just wait until it comes out on TV. But now I think what's going to happen too, is you're starting to see that there are more and more movies that are on, on the streaming services that you have to either buy or rent in order to see them. Uh, well, the- So like, Disney does a 45 day run on their movies, Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, whatever. It's 45 days. Then it goes to the the digital release and all that. HBO or whatever they're calling themselves these days used to do a 45, 50 day run. They bumped it up, I think to 60. Although the, the most recent film, the flash they cut short and they threw it on there because it's a, it's a crap shit, a crap movie. But, um, Paramount Plus is doing a 45-day thing, too, as well. They think they can get the most out of the movie theaters in 45 days. Then it's going to go to streaming. Here's the big question, though. Okay? That was a draw for a lot of people. Like, cool, 45 days is really not that big of a deal. Well, now, there is no movies in the movie theater. So what's your backup plan? And all these studios don't just have, like, libraries of films that they can just toss on there to watch. So, and you can't come up with anything new. I mean. Well, then, they, then they become like Disney. They just open the vault and they pull out an oldie and they re-release it. Yeah, I mean, but uh, content needs, I mean, that's only, I, I said this was an issue with Disney in the past. Nostalgia is only going to go so far. Well, you yeah. need new original content. And out, and out of the thousands of titles that are on Netflix, which, by the way, people forget, these guys have purged their libraries because even though you have this product and you put it on your platform, okay, there's still all these licensing fees that you have to pay for the music. Maybe there's a product in there that you're advertising you think these streaming servers want to pay for all this stuff if they're not having income with brand new sh- brand new movies right. and brand new shows? So they're not going to just add stuff when their income has dropped significantly. Well, 
we ain't going to solve this strike on this show. That's for sure. And I think this, the strike's going to go on for a while and, I and do. no, no doubt we will revisit this with an update on what's, what's happening and how it's going to affect each and every one of you. But um, we sure appreciate you joining us for a little bit of our banter this morning. And uh, I hope you'll join us again next week. Same time, eight o'clock on Tuesday morning for our next episode of trash talk. Take it easy. <laughs>